We are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. You are now tuned in to another episode of Bourbon and Books with the Game Recognized Game podcast with RLJ and Kev. Cousin Jeff back with us once more again. Brother Jay, this uh, book selection uh, for this month uh, was pretty comical, man. What, what, what doesn't kill you makes you blacker? A memoir and essays by Damon Young. It was interesting because like the author, like he's my age, maybe a year older. So a lot of his 80s references, like <laughs> video game references, like uh, Contra and Double Dribble, I was like, oh man, it was a lot of nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. I said, this, this, this might be my kind of guy, but then some of his decision-making in the book, I was like, nah, we, we a little different, homie. We a little different. I appreciate his stories though. He was living, he was living, right? He was, yeah. he was living and I'm just like, you're probably not by yourself. I can't identify with certain aspects of this, um, but overall, you know, I mean, it was a good read. It was yeah, a, it was a good solid read. What were your thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, no, I, I agree. It, you know, the, by the title alone, "What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Blacker." I'm thinking, you know, Black History Month, blacker, black fist. I'm like, okay, we we end theme. Based off of all the books that we've read, this was probably by far the most for me the most interesting because I feel like he wrote the way that. Outright, okay. or if I was having somebody do a biography on me, I'm like, write it this way. Um, with that, I would probably say um, what I like most really about this author is, you know, when I think about just like history in general, how like blacks, African-Americans, we didn't have that opportunity to learn how to like, at times like read nor write mm-hmm. and to have someone who's black the right with this much freedom, you know, they, they don't have to use um, certain English uh, rules and regulations, the, the, how they use context, how they do their storytelling, this way of just like what I would call um, <laughs> let freedom ring type of writing. <laughs> it was something for me that, I don't know, it's, it's, it's refreshing to see. Mm. Him writing the way as if he was telling a story to one of his friends, writing his own story, controlling his own narrative. So that's what I like most about this book. Yeah, man, it was very uh, curb, your, curb Your Enthusiasm-esque, man. It was like a young black Larry David, man. Like he he, he, was, he always ended up in a very awkward situation. <laughs> yes. and, I, and, and I spent half the, half the time reading the book, trying to figure out like, yo, why are you always in an awkward situation, man? <laughs> like it never, it never failed. It never failed, man. I just, you know, it was one instance, I, uh, I guess, when he had an opportunity to really make some bread as an admissions counselor, because you know that that rung a bell with me, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dude, yo, the bag was on the table, and you couldn't even get it at that age at that school. Fumbled it. Fumbled it because you ain't have a driver's license. I was like, "Yo, what what's going on with America, man?" Well, why would you think you didn't need one for it? <laughs> like knowing what an admission counselor does, like in my head, I was like, "No, 
No, see you out the gate. You was you was destined to fail. Yeah, <laughs> man. I was like, yo, something up with you, man. Like I don't know what it is, but something's up. <laughs> but let's be honest, though. I I don't know if you all at your jobs. Like I know I said on on like interview panels, and sometimes you will have that black candidate come and interview, and you just be like, "Were you ready today? Like you, 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 I want you to win." Like y'all, you letting win. the culture down today, right? I, I <laughs> yeah. want you to win, but look, I can't, I can't give it to you. Like I'm, try, I'm gonna try to help you out. I'm gonna throw you some questions, but that's like you need to bring your resume, or no, that's like you don't even show up on time. You yeah. just like, bro, I, mm. I can't do nothing for you. But the requirement, bro, it was a requirement. <laughs> it was, it was a requirement, and it, it was only two requirements that he listed, dude. I can't remember what the first one was, but he was like, and then the second one was driver's license. And I'm just like, so before you hit submit, you didn't think maybe I should go get this book from the DMV. And then it's, and then it's people put them on. I was like, yo, now you're making your people look bad too, man. Embarrassing. (laughs) And then you had to subside to a, a job that was paying you what? Half of that. If that. Yeah, man. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the the college admissions position was forty one thousand. Yeah, it was, it was like double. Yeah, it was like forty one thousand. He had to take something that was like twenty five thousand something. And like in that. that year, that was pristine for an admissions counselor because you yeah, know. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, because yeah, I him he, I said we about the same age, and so I did the math. I was like, yo, I was hustling backwards, man. I should have been in Pittsburgh. At, at Carnegie Mellon. <laughs> Clearly, because they're talking about, yeah, you you know, admissions council, you're starting at 26, and you're like, is that per semester? Like, dude. And the amount of driving that you all do. Yeah, man. I, I was hating a little bit, and I was just like, I was like, nigga, you didn't have a driver's license? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't ready. What doesn't kill you makes you blacker? Nah, man. Nah, man. Sometimes. Ready. Yeah, you just weren't ready, man. Sometimes, sometimes you you fumble at the one too, and that's what I, he, had, he had the ball on the one yard line a couple of times throughout this book, and he couldn't convert. There was a few. There was a few where I was like, Negro. Yeah, dude. But what I will say is, the brother had awesome penmanship and could his lexicon was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, like it took me longer to get through the book because I was like, mm, I can break this down and I think I know what this word means. But then how he used it, I was like, cool, in the Kindle, right click dictionary. And then I was like, yeah. oh, that's what that means. <laughs> so I thought I was the only one. No, nah, man, he was swift. <laughs> he was swift with it because he would tell he would tell stories within stories. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, all right, so like the, the, the chapter on uh, banging for bacon. And he uh-huh. talked about the kappa, the stocky kappa with, with ashy I ankles. Go, I was, I, was, I had, I said, I had to mess with Ronald. I say, man, it's always a kappa starting something. <laughs> bro, with the bro. no socks. Yeah, yeah, no socks, ashy like, ankles, and a bow tie. He said, so I was hating on his, I was hating on his ankles already, bro. <laughs> yeah. And and the funny part, the way he worded it, right? I could actually picture this happening after oh, the too. club. You going out with your group, and then like something like that happening. I'm like, yep. And then I'm like, I probably would have been mad too. Then I'm like, I probably wouldn't have picked off another man's plate. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You like, you're a grown man. You not, just shouldn't not, grab off. Not like a you don't even know him. You don't even know him. You just part. and you saw other people eating off this man's plate. You, you saw just, other women. Yeah, and, right. And you and you just thought that was okay. I was like, oh no. And the fact that he kept and his like 
his repetition of characteristics which which helped drive in the point and so like even you know as a cap i was i was low-key pissed like come on bro what you doing why would you, <laughs> why would you do that <laughs> but i there was a lot of things where i highlighted and i was hollering while i did it i agree yeah. i was laughing most of the time <laughs> i said you know, what is wrong with this guy dude his descriptions man and his and it was just this awkward this awkward comedy, man, between the women that he was trying to get Bruh. with. And I'm just, and the thing is, because like I grew up in my high school, right? My high school, if you were a black man and well, a young black male in high school, in my high school, and you were like part of the in crowd, yo, you were either a ball player or a dope boy. Mm. He was he was a ball player from the hood. And, and for some reason, could not parlay that into a more enjoyable experience. Couldn't, couldn't. It was like the two couldn't intertwine. He didn't know how to like coexist in both worlds. Like it was, Cause, yeah, because it wasn't like he he you know he grew up in a in a, a black environment. And then he was just dropped off in like an all white environment. He was he was uncomfortable in his own skin. Yeah, like everywhere, everywhere, very self conscious. So. Before we dive all the way into it, just off the title alone, right? Following our typical format, what did you think the book was going to be about? You know, I thought it was going to be more deeper. I didn't think it was going to be as comical and like easy to read. I thought it would just be like heavy. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. I from the title, man, I thought it was uh it was like a video game because <laughs> I've, I've been through periods in my life that I felt more like a Mario brother. <laughs> then <laughs> I'm just looking for the next mushroom or the next one, the next life, the next one up so I can have another life <laughs> to live another day. Okay. And, and the way, uh, the way he kind of described different scenarios throughout the book, what doesn't kill you makes you blacker, but he was speaking from very unique black experiences. Some that I've had and encountered myself. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, his 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 description of <clears throat> places and locations and his love for Pittsburgh was evident. But I also identified because he, he you know, he was shouting out local landmarks that I've been to, like U Street and Ozio's yeah. <laughs> and Sequoia. So oh, I, said, Sequoia. I was like, I, I said, yeah. I've probably seen this nigga out before then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dang. Um, but the, the title alone, it was like, man you know hey if you black that means you can live to see another day man because you're in the you're in the you're in that a lot of this the the at least the fight in his mind wasn't because of society's interpretation on black people it was his interpretation on how he saw himself as somebody black in those environments because he was always he felt he I, seems like he he had uh he always seemed like he was he, he felt awkward or he had like an imposter syndrome or something like that. And that took a, took me aback a little bit because if he was a D1 ball player, I, I would assume he was pretty good, you know, to get a scholarship, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, you're, you're athletically inclined, you know, you're, you're popular. I didn't see where the problems were outside of, you know, his upbringing or whatever, but it seems like he, he, even with the finances, they still had a stable household and loving parents and yeah. they cared about each other. So I was just trying to figure out like, yo, why, why, why do you feel so awkward? Because it seemed like he had 
everything going for him and those points in his life. You know what I'll say too? I think on the outside, if you knew him growing up, I think everybody thought like, yo, you know, he normal, like you said, he semi-popular. He started on the uh, basketball team, go to this D1 school. But I think internally, as his book was showing, like it was so many things that whether it was awkwardness or he was just struggling with. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot of delayed development in terms of like mm-hmm. self-actualization. And it was awkward, right? It was kind of like the adventures of the awkward black girl where it was like, how do you find yourself in these situations and you're better than this? You're smarter yeah. than this. You're wiser than this. You're faster than this. And mm-hmm. and here we are, right? Especially with, um, you know, the job situation. I'm just like, bro. But from the title alone, I thought that it was a book about perseverance and survival and resiliency. Right. Like. In spite of all the things that I've gone through, right, like blackness is about survival, like our story is about Mm -hmm. how can we turn our tragedies into triumphs. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got that in some of the aspects of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the life lessons, I think they were simple lessons that he just expanded upon, um, like the barbershop situation and how um, not facing something until it's too late to face it. That was a that was something that was a simple chapter, but it was very impactful for me. The, the nigga fight story. Bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> Dude, he was so adamant about, yo, I need to have one of these. And then when it was when it took place, it was like a, bro, uh, a white guy in the truck that drove past. So he was like, ah, damn, do I laugh because like I don't get to have one? Do I laugh because they didn't even slow down? Like and there's nothing I could do about it. Like you he. And he, it, this, this was something that he did in almost every chapter, the way he psyched his mind up into thinking like, this is my course of action. Mm -hmm. This is what's going to happen. I'm like, bro, you were so strategic in how you did this. And it still didn't work out that way. Like, it was like the sky's falling, the sky's falling, the sky's falling, the sky's falling. Two raindrops. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, like that's how that was the setup in every chapter man i was like dude and then he kind of fessed up to it later in the book i'm like yo why are you so scary man you scared of everything yeah and i was really trying to figure out where did the fear come from or the insecurity because even you know when he talked about the relationship dynamics between his mother and father and his father oftentimes being unemployed but his father, the fact his father was unemployed, his father was available to mm-hmm. like groom him and coach him and prepare him for this basketball journey that he went on too. And it was a lot of love and support there. Yeah. And I, so the only the only struggle that I really saw throughout the book was, you know, finances, because that was something that his parents were struggling with. And it's something that he 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 began to struggle with. Yeah, but outside of finances alone, some of that stuff like you having to be basically showed up by a 15, 16 year old little girl who's driving a car before, and you 26 years old. Bro. Like that was the thing to say. Oh, if she could do it, so could I. That hurt I'm trying me. to figure out, yo, what happened? When when he read that, I mean, when I read that, I was like, bro, 
Dude, I was like, yo, what happened? Your students is driving before you. You know, I, I, I it was, it was, it was strange to me, man. I was like, yo, what, what, literally, what happened? Because even the excuse that he gave, as far as you know, having to take the bus everywhere, and so if you have reliable transportation, public transportation is reliable, you might not need a license. But even still, <laughs> no, you might not need a car. You, you might not need a need car. A license. <laughs> yo, no. Yeah, and I was just trying to figure out like what happened in his life, like to make him scary. You know what I, I when I'm thinking because you know to that point, I'm like, well, what was it? I do obviously his mom for the most part. She always had a stable job. She's working. His dad, I think his dad, he appeared to be for the most part. I mean, he worked but unemployed, but he appeared to be consumed with other stuff probably just consumed with what he felt like the weight of the world. I got these bills piled up. You know, if I don't lost this job, I'm about to lose this other one. Like it appears that he was kind of consumed with that stuff. Not saying he wasn't there for him, but probably to, to provide that development or encouragement that he needed. But then I think about that because he did say that he had a sister, but I remember him saying his sister was like nine years older than him, but he never really talked about that relationship. You're so, right. He did. Yeah. When I, when I think about, you know, why was he kind of like scary? You know, some people need like a mentor and mentor can be in form of like an older cousin, obviously a sibling, or, you know, if you and like your pops, like best friends, like you have that, it appeared like in this story, he didn't really have it. His best friend, Brian, I think they just played basketball together and just like play video games. Brian wasn't really his moral compass to say, hey, do this do that brian was like kind of doing his own thing and when it was fun they would do things together so i don't know yeah i could i could see that too and now there, there were there were aspects of the story that i was looking for that i didn't hear right mm -hmm. and so i really wanted to know like for example like did your dad teach you how to tie a tie like what were some of the life skills that your father instilled in you right um but instead we were left to make assumptions that oh, this happened. And so you didn't really, he kind of alluded to it in the chapter about um, living while black killed my mom. Yeah, right? he did. Yeah. And I, I thought that was an impactful, impactful chapter, how when he was thinking of a eulogy for his mother, the only mm -hmm. thing that he could think of was like the things that his father taught him. Yeah. Um, but then he alluded to it like, yo, we had me and my mother had a loving relationship right and they spared uh, shared special things but it was like he couldn't talk about the strength of his mother without putting down the weaknesses of his yep. father mm -hmm. yeah and i thought that was interesting that he would even consider that right like but then when you think about it wow the moment of pure strength that his mother illustrated was because of a predicament that the father allowed them to get in. Because mm -hmm. for me, I couldn't understand. I was like, well, if your job closed on Monday, why two years later, why are you, why are you still not working? Yeah, and some of that stuff went unanswered. <laughs> and, uh, especially around when, you know, he got suspended from school right. and the dad covered for him. And I... I was like, okay, that's noble, but like, yo, you also the dad, like your kid isn't in school. Right. Like you get, you need to figure out like, why isn't he in school? 
and, and even he never really talked about the exact reason he was expelled. Like every time he got in the, he, you know, he made a reference that he was expelled from school, suspended from school for some reason. He never went into like the reason why he was suspended. I was trying to think. Um, it wasn't a fight, was it? No, it wasn't a fight. I, yeah, he never. He, he was too scared to, to, to get in the fight when he facts. needed to need to get in the fight. <laughs> facts. I was always so going to say too. One thing that I think he picked up from his dad just by osmosis is the fact that his dad wasn't real good at communicating. And what I mean by that, a lot of times in this story, when something would come up, they would literally inform each other at the last minute. Every yes. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, dad, the dad was, he was he was uh, prone for that. That stressed yeah. me the hell yeah. out and I was when, just reading it. When their house is going into foreclosure, this man found finds out about it when he goes home. It's like, we have to move. When the whole thing about him being kicked out of the school because his address wasn't what it's supposed to be in that district. I don't even know how he couldn't even tell his wife for that long. Yeah, it's man. Like, literally, there everything was some was suspect stuff going on. Yeah, they. I just felt like they didn't do a good job as a family communicating, and maybe for the the author in this book, he probably had he probably struggled with talking to his dad or, or his just his parents in general about things he struggled with because communication just wasn't modeled mm. in his household that's legit yeah and, and it was it was things that i was seeing and i was like mm, now i can see why he did this in this other chapter now it makes sense it was it's kind of like when you're growing up you're never really taught how to love you're told how to love mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and teaching and telling are two different things Right. You're never really taught how to be um, a respectable person. You're just told to be respectful. And it's like, what what the hell does that mean? So it's like, oh, okay. so I say good morning. I speak when I see you. I I say farewell when I leave. Someone sneezes. I say, bless you. I'm a respectful person. But it's like, what does what does that really mean? And it's not until we are older where the assumptions then come with the broken down application and now it's like oh that's what they meant but it was a lot of that in this story i mean in his in his memoir as he calls it but yeah he he almost spoke in a flashback point of view like from a flashback point of view Mm -hmm. nothing nothing was present tense it was even in his storytelling like when he met his wife he told him it was like one story went to another story Mm -hmm went to another story and another story. And then somehow he looped in the beginning. Yo, oh, we met, we met, that, we met, we met uh, during reggae night. That was like a soap opera, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Every time he would add another layer or another story would come in, I'm just like, what is happening? And then like, when he was like, we actually met before, I was like, no, that's not the place for you to say that. Like, <laughs> at a job. <laughs> now, now you want to communicate. Now you want to talk. Now you want to talk. <laughs> it was like, bro. And then when he Facebook stalked her for all that time, like, man, and yo, you looking at you stalking her man's too. I was bro, like, we ain't, we yo, can't be the same age, yo, man. I, I was like, we can't be the same age, man. I ain't never looking, <laughs> looking on 
looking on on a, a chick's Facebook that didn't look at her man's Facebook, bro. I was <laughs> hollering. I was like, "Oh, we got a detective Sherlock yeah. Holmes oh, yeah, over here." Yeah, he de- he definitely should be an investigative reporter, <laughs> bro. And <laughs> damn Judy Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, yo? He went through layers, and I was like, "Bro, this is crazy." It's borderline creepy, man. I would say it was all the way creepy. It's, uh, it's all the okay. way creepy. Now let let's be real for a minute. <laughs> you do know? Nah, I'm not guilty of that either. But you do know one that is people out there who do. Oh, that. absolutely. And oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It is an entire Netflix uh like series about yep. I forget the name of it. So. Uh, the dude's name, isn't this dude's name Bill or something? I think so. Yeah. It, it's yeah, what, creepy. a stalker, creeper yes. kind of thing? Yeah. Creepy as hell. I'll find it Dang. and I'll send it to you. I'll, That's L. Is it called Us? No? I don't I don't remember. Anyways. I think, yeah. But no, it, it's people that really exist and this shit really happens. I was just taken aback. I was yeah. like, oh, bro, you, you <laughs> did all that. You did all of that to be deflated and be like, she's out of my league. Nigga, you yeah. <laughs> out of my league. Oh, oh, I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't know After you were your taking. market research. Like, oh, <laughs> hey guys, let's not build our business here. Like, bro, <laughs> at this point, you're too invested. Like we, as readers, we was too invested. I'm like, no, nigga, you don't give up here. Like, yeah, this second. <laughs> that's funny. So what were some, what were some of your favorite or yeah your most memorable parts of the book like quotes that you wrote down or like maybe a story that he shared oh man um living living while living while black killed my mom was ill just because to something that you you are articulated earlier like her strengths were to her detriment almost because she carried a lot of the load not only from society, but the load within her own family. Facts. Right. But then I had a moment where, you know, I didn't think, I didn't think the dad was a bad father. You know, I I, I was questioning some of his decision-making though. Um, But the relationship that he did describe with his father and um, him investing in helping him get his jump shot at an early age and, taking him to all of these uh, basketball camps and practices. And a lot of times being the only black father there at some of the places that he needed to go. And then I'm like, oh, the dude did get a uh, scholarship. Like he was a division one athlete with a division one scholarship. And the investment that his father made, though he wasn't you know, a household working man, he made a lot of investment in his yeah. son's progress so yep. I'm just like, well, damn, he, if, if his father was working, would he have had that same outcome? Mm. Right. I could see that. I could see yeah. where, where, where there's like, hmm, because we always say that, you know, things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. I was just hopeful that because he described, right, the relationship between his mother and his father. It was great when it was everything was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I wanted to hear that. I wanted to hear that black love. I wanted to hear that woven throughout the whole entire book. Unfortunately, it wasn't because it was like, bro, you took this woman through unnecessary changes. Yeah. 
<clears throat> even then, even the spot when he talked about having he felt like he needed to take his mother's side it was one chapter uh-huh. and he was like i needed to take my mom's side because it was kind of it was jacked up like you said ronald and and it was like yo part of me was like yo nigga right like one of the cha- <laughs> one of the chapters yeah. in the book yeah yeah <laughs> and then i was thinking like what type of trauma or unhe- uh, untapped or untouched or unhealed trauma was the father living through that prevented him from fully stepping into his role as a man? Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would have thought that, right, a couple years ago. I wouldn't have been so, hmm, I wonder what made him be this way. Like, why... Why don't you go out and try to get a job? Because you see that your wife is your wife is carrying the family. And it's okay if it's a week or two. But months and years? And then why are you why like why is the house not clean when you when your wife gets home? Why like you've been home all day? And so like in my head, I was like, hmm, I can see this. I can see why she would be upset. But even still thinking about gender roles and the way they were talking about family and the family before like what the role of a woman and a man was within the household and a and and a marriage right the roles that he identified bro you you allowing her to carry this burden and y'all supposed to be sharing this together yeah it broke it broke my heart that that chapter broke my heart because you saw obviously a family that loved each other and for whatever reason, they could never get on the same page at the same time. Bro, and then that carried out into his life, into yeah. Damon's life. Like he couldn't get on the same page. Like the first the first young lady that he had an interest in, right? Couldn't get on the same page. Mm-hmm. he thought something but didn't want to like have that conversation and it was like yo you have an avoided attachment mode like your father did yeah but the I, facade of a relationship for so long bro the people facade, on the outside yeah they was together but they were never they were together <laughs> but not together but he would he, he was happy yeah. with that dude right but he would <laughs> he wouldn't correct that amongst like people assume like oh yeah they are they a couple they're a thing but it was like no they are just friends. Like, yeah. that's it. Because he wanted it to be what everyone thought it was. And so he had a, a, like a repetitious facade type of attitude with everything. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't as bad as what it seems. So I'm going to just keep riding around, you know, using these unemployment benefits. <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> That's almost about to make me what do you call it? Uh Pittsburgh nigga rich or something. <laughs> Pittsburgh nigga rich, yeah. <laughs> and so yo, I'm hollering at this, right? But I'm just like, bro, like, why are you riding around? So when he was without a job, he was mirroring what his father did. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna keep going through my daily notions. Yep. Right? Because you know, children can't be what they don't see. So when you see your father not really putting in effort to find a job based off of what he said. Right. I'm not, I'm I'm, the only assumption in, in, in my response is based off of what the author wrote. Yeah. Like if you don't see your father doing anything to like get employed or his father kept getting employed and it was like temporary stuff or stuff would close down. 
Damon had the same problem. Like he would put all all his eggs in his basket for yeah, his first couple of jobs out of school. They were like grant funded jobs. Yeah, it was like, bro, that was temporary. Yeah, stop applying for grant funded positions, even though. Right. I remember when I was searching for jobs, I would look at one. It was like, this is a two year grant funded position. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, because if something comes up to where you have to hit pause, right, not redistribute the funds, but we're not going to spend the funds, press pause. My position is gone and I would have been in the Damon situation riding around. In my, in, using those employee benefits that <laughs> with his mountaineer yeah bro that was hilarious yeah um, dude is funny dude 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 was he was very entertaining man yeah very entertaining but yeah that i, I it, a lot of moments hit but that 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 dynamic with his family ah mm-hmm. uh, yeah it, it was it was it was touching because you know it's almost like the mother worked so hard the mother never had a chance to win yeah yeah and he kind of uh, he kind of adopted that mindset with it when it came to like his interest in a woman or a particular job he was th- he either overthought it and all, almost was fearful of not like acting, mm-hmm. which I still couldn't quite grasp because it's like yo you you had to be somewhat a, of an exceptional athlete to get somebody to give you money to come play basketball and not be a very good basketball player on that level, mm-hmm. but still give you money to come and be a part of your team. D1. 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 Cause you, you know, know what I'm saying? It's real selective. Yeah. That's the, what I'm the, saying. It's, the it's lower like, the D number, right? Yeah. It's real selective. D4. Anybody can come here. So, $500 yeah, that's more. like that. You know, that's, that's like a club team or something like that. <laughs> Intramural. Yeah. You just sign up. But D1, no. And 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 even the best players they get recruited don't always get scholarship. Right. And so it's like, bro, you was on a gold mine. He played at, he played a game against Kentucky. Four points, the highlight of his yeah, but he career. but I mean, and he the, the game meant more because he, he's uh they when they confirmed the story of his father attending and he 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 had his best game when his father was in the right. audience. He didn't know that until years later, but yeah, yeah, like dude, dude had some skill sets that no, like most people don't have, yeah. and he, it was just like I'm just trying to figure out like why do you have all these self esteem issues? Not necessarily outside of just being like an awkward teenager, mm-hmm. but then but then you you're a black man, a young black man, and you're becoming a black man, and you you have you have like the tools. <clears throat> But what good is the tool, having the tools if you don't know how to properly use them? Yeah, man. But I, I guess I was frustrated, man, because like, dude, if I was six two, if I was six two, man, I, man, I'd be, I'd be a monster, man, on the football field, on the basketball court. It wouldn't matter. Just by statue alone, like I'm dude, six two. Deal with it. I'm six two. Yo, I'm gonna be a beast. But so you, are you, this coming from a brother that I don't have all of the tools and the requisites, man. So I'm just like, yo. Yeah. That was that was an interesting dynamic though. It's like you had it, but if he didn't know he had it, right? And so he was seeing things that he wanted from other people, not knowing that what he had was greater than the things he was describing. Yeah. And so I kept seeing that and I I felt for the brother. I'm like, bro, you're trying to emulate something that is beyond like but beneath your level. You yeah. what you possess is so much greater than this, and you are succumbing to that and i agree and i think 
when you don't when you don't know that when you don't know like hey i have what i have is enough i have all the tools that i need not only that when you haven't grown up where i'm not gonna say achievement or success is are are things that you know your family's always pushing you to to do and go after look you can have all the tools they're easy but if you if your family isn't you know necessarily pushing you to necessarily be great I do think you can, as they say, fumble the bag. You you got all the stuff, but you just fumble it because you don't, you're not necessarily in tune with, hey, I got all everything that I need to go to that next level. It's like when when Kev, you say, like, man, I mean, I'm the same way. If I was 6'2, I'd be out here, I'd be a beast. But if somebody don't know they're a beast and you mm. just think I'm just like everybody else, then mm. You you end up just messing that whole thing up. I think about just like with college. It's one thing for you to just go on and go to school and you just end up in college. It's another thing for your parents to be telling you early on, like you going to college. Yeah. So you always know I'm going to college, even if and I, this is no knock on his dad. What if his dad told him early on, you going to go to the NBA? You, you good enough. You, you know, you got athletic ability. That's going to stay within him. And I feel like he's always going to work hard to go to that next level. Because I even think about when he had that scholarship, every single year, obviously you get hurt, but every single year it was something. When yeah. he first got there, he couldn't even he couldn't even keep up from an endurance standpoint. By the time he by the time he made um, those milestones, they was already past them. Weeks he didn't later. even know the plays. Weeks later. Right. <laughs> it was just he was always in a game of catch up. Mm. Yeah, always. And I, I, man, my life is like that too, man. It, it seems like they call me the day after dude in the crew, man, because I'm always getting all the hot shit a day late. <laughs> like Two dollars short. Like the invite. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. hey, man, I didn't, even, hey, I still did to this day. Y'all telling me about a party that I missed. I'm upset. <laughs> yeah, I'm upset, man. But yeah, my on the day late, day after dude. So I could identify with him as far as like stuff ain't never quite right. But I'm like, yo, man, hey man, I ain't gonna hit them all, but yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot about 30% from the field, man, at least. <laughs> and I but but that shows that's a strong supporting a strong supporting evidence in terms of how important it is for the village to actually pour into you right mm -hmm. presence is good but uh, how are we speaking life into the next generation right i show up to all your games but if i don't tell you that you are among the best if i don't constantly pour into you and affirm your abilities we have this doubt right even when like his dating sagas woo i was like i bro. thought i i thought i've crashed and burned man i felt pretty good <laughs> <laughs> I thought now I've thought I've crashed and burned you know momentous occasions, man. Just it was but this was, dude, another level, another bro, level. It man. was a lot. Even even when he was bagging his current wife, like that whole fiasco, yeah. I'm just like, you could have tightened this up a little sooner, like a Ew. little better than this. Like it took you a long time to get these strings on the guitar right. Like you it ain't need to take this long. Then you Thank then God you care. Patience. 
Then you care what people think when they see you like, yo, that's the girl that you wanted. You went after her. You got her. Yeah, you got it, a, you got it, a deal now. It comes with a cost. Bro. Yeah, like, it why are you scared? Why are you scared right. now? You weren't scared when you was, when y'all was sharing uh, cheese sandwiches in your bed. Like, like, don't be scared now. Yo, but then the boyfriend goes, the boyfriend goes, yeah, we were a date and I could see you and, and Damon together. Bro, listen, hold on, because that line made me put my iPad down. I was and like, I yo, what's wrong room. with people, man? I said, that line alone basically says, I'm insecure. I see that you are more engaged and in tune with this individual who yep. you all are consistently going to mm. dates, Mm-mm. right? While I'm While I'm left at the ice cream shop working. Bro, uh-uh, no, uh-uh. You got to go to the meetings because y'all encourage each other to go. Bullshit. Uh-uh, you're not going to the meeting. Get get your ass over here and scoop this ice cream out. He wants yeah. two scoops on the sugar cone. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> we work in this ice cream shop. Yeah. Class over at five. You need to be here at 5.15. Partners, right? 50-50 partners, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. I can, now I can see why the guy was saying, yo, this is my ice cream shop and she helped. You was never there. You want to know why? Because you was hunching the friend that he could see you with. Yeah, that, it was a lot. That well, was strange. That was strange, man. But then it it's like, I, you got the girl. Why are you scared now what people think? But no, it was the plan. He overplanned. It was like, okay, cool. So you're going to break up with him. And then you're going to say you need space. And then we're going to have space. And we're going to kick it on the low. You've been kicking it on the low. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just continue to do what y'all was doing. But I'm like, yo, you're overthinking all of this. Now, by no means to all my listeners, am I saying to pull the Alicia Keys and steal somebody else's partner? That's not what I'm saying. Well, Alleg- you, are, you know, when allegedly you, you all you all read the book, but you know, we'll give you a spoiler. No one was married. It wasn't like he he, he broke up a happy home marital home. They was young people. Mm-hmm. And they probably should have handled it a different way. I think everybody kind of took the punk way out in that regard. But, but according to her, they weren't in a good place. The boyfriend probably didn't know. He probably yeah, the boy, know yeah it sounded like the boyfriend ain't know. <laughs> right, because he was too busy <laughs> scooping ice cream. <laughs> he had a little paper hat on and a, and a white apron in the ice cream shop. <laughs> Serving malts and shit. <laughs> What kind of shit is this, man? Yo, you, this took, is... you took you, you took the ice cream, man, girl. Bro, I, Yo. <laughs> I was hollering. I was who like, take, who takes the ice cream, man's girl, man? Not, not to mention, like, you're coming <laughs> and you're assisting in their business that they have together. Like, you were etched into every aspect of their relationship, Ooh. just about. Oh, Pretty much man. all of it, right? Especially when you're sleeping in her bed, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Y'all was sharing. Y'all was y'all was y'all was in a official menage trois. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. And two and two scoops. And everybody knew. <laughs> two scoops. It was it was too much. It was too much. I had another one to keep it going, but I'm gonna be mature. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna be mature. <laughs> We have young listeners. Yeah, man, we got young <laughs> listeners. We we trying to incur- encourage young black men and men of all ages to read. So black, yeah, and black men don't cheat. And black men don't cheat. And you definitely don't take the the girl of the ice cream man. Ice cream man is a pillar in the community. Mister Ice Cream Man. They need all the support he can get. <laughs> Clearly, this brother did. <laughs> but no, and this is the last thing I'm gonna say on that on on that particular chapter when. Um, 
she left the computer when she went on the cruise or went out of town on vacation. Uh, and uh, I was like, bro, why would you send her a message if she's supposed to be on vacation? Thirsty ass, bro. Like your dude. friend said she was thirsty and yeah. now it's evident. And so now he's going to go through the boyfriend going through email because I would wonder why you hitting my girlfriend up at one or two in the morning too. Like, can't get right. What you do? What y'all talking about? Y'all hey. supposed to be asleep. He's so thirsty, he keep drinking stuff cold and getting brain Bro, freezes. It's the cool- like, he, he was drinking the Kool-Aid, Too right? damn Kool-Aid, man. That they talked about yes. in the other chapter. Yes, yes. Damon, Damon, <laughs> nigga. You got to chill, Damon. You got to chill, Damon. And so Can't I'm just like, right. Bro, and then when the boyfriend takes a picture of like the roses and all this stuff, happy two-year anniversary, I'm just like, I was like, oh. yo, your girl just cheated on you, man. You've like, been at that ice cream shop working all day and all night slaving, right? <laughs> Making blizzards. <laughs> like, yo. Oh hell, nah! Hand scooping and shit. What's wrong with you people, man? Every, What's and, wrong with y'all? Listen, everybody was getting scooped, right? Sharing oh. Sundays and shit. Oh. It was a lot. It was a lot, and I, I was. I was concerned, bro. I was, I ain't gonna lie. Like when I read that, I was just like, so then her friends started shunning her because she looked like the bad person. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of jacked up. But I think the issue was, it could have been an issue, could not have been an issue, but her friends didn't know that the relationship wasn't what it needed to be. So everyone, right, once again, people from the outside, assuming that everything in the glass house is good. Mm Mm-hmm. Everything that I see, like, y'all look happy, y'all compliment each other, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, nope, this ain't it. Yeah. But then you show up everywhere with Damon. <laughs> he was like, well, you know, our relationship wasn't really that great even before you started. And you lying. You just trying to make him feel better about the night before. Like, <laughs> you, you lied. Uh-uh. Cause, and this was like, I don't know how. And I'm too, like, too deeply involved. And oh, Okay. I'm, so I'm not trying to like pull random similarities, but think about how his parents got together, which it was stuff way more deeper. But I think I remember the mom, she had his sister from, I don't even think they was married, but she had a, she had a kid and then his dad was coming off of a, a divorce. So I'm saying that to say, you know, it's, it's almost like, uh, what they say, uh, in, in terms of a situation happening twice where his parents ain't necessarily teach him these things, but all this is ah, yeah. playing mm-hmm. over again. Almost like some some genetic reincarnation right. type shit. Right. And I mean, yeah. you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be at a different kind of like level, but some of that same type of chaos started his situation his, his history repeating themselves. That's true. History I mean, yeah, himself. that's legit. That's what I meant to say. History yeah, that's himself. legit. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. But I just like even still, bro, like in that in that chapter and a couple other chapters, it was like I'm so focused on my goal. I'm not taking into consideration what is going to be impacted if and when I reach this goal. If this is my target, I'm not thinking about what else is going to happen. And that could be a good narrow focus. But also, like, you got to be mindful as a man 
especially with some of these decisions that this brother was making or the the lack thereof, right? Mm-hmm. You have to pay attention to how would my behavior and all things connected impact those that are around me? Because we, we aren't in this world alone. And so in that situation, he just wanted to go after the girl, right? I'm not thinking about what she got going on. I mean, I'm listening. I'm sharing with her the girls that I'm dealing with. She's giving me advice which is probably bad advice. So I don't really get nailed down with them because I, I won't be able to pick you up from work every day. Cause my girlfriend's going to be like, uh, uh-uh, let that hoe walk. These are my confessions. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sound like some Ursha shit to me. <laughs> right. And so it was like, yeah, I'm telling her about all the girls that I'm like dealing with. And I'm sitting there thinking like, why would you even do that? You're interested in her. Why are you, why would you even do? I was sitting here thinking, I was like, have I ever done that to where a girl I'm trying to holler at or get with, I'm going to tell her about uh, Lottie Dottie and everybody. Like, why would I do that? I'll say this. I, I a thousand percent agree. But I do think he probably was so infatuated with this girl. He just talking crazy, you know, like, being awkward it's like you know you see this girl and you know what you want to say but then when you start talking you like shit just come out your mouth. yeah you like i shouldn't say but that yeah that's how he was though in life bro in life but he he could he <laughs> yo but but you know i think that made him i think that made him entertaining as a writer yeah i agree you know like all of those experiences and that kind of scope Cause I mean, it's not like he never got it. It was just hindsight. His vision was bad though. <laughs> like it, it wasn't was, hindsight twenty twenty. The brother was, was Ray Charles. The brother yeah, was Ray man. Charles in a lot of situations. But it's funny you say that too, because the stories that he have, it's not like they so mind blowing. Whatever. It's just the way how he's telling it from his perspective. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And without it, to your point, like they'll just be so dry. So it it, it makes for him a better writer. Yeah. But damn, I felt I felt for the brother. And like, I'm like, yo, I've been there where like the one you identify, she ain't available. Like when he got off at the following bus stop, ran back. And I when he was like, I chased her down and I was like, ah, wait. That's, yeah, dude, that's scary. That's, at 7 p.m. at night. That's, that's scary. Creepy, right? That's scary. Dude. And then you're going to walk up in the middle of the street and talk to her. She's like, oh, like that with my hands up to let her know I wasn't a threat, bro. That's was scary. hollering because I said. In my head, I identified individuals that I know who would have done that. And then when you talk to him afterwards, like, bro, like she could have felt threatened. Why would you have done that? Like, even if she was single and available, the fact that you like approached her like that was scary. You probably should have just tried to ride the bus the same day. I mean, the next time, the next day at the same time to see if you caught her again. And if it wasn't meant to be, you wouldn't have. But like, yo, that was that was a little creepy for me. Yeah, it was the times that he gave the effort that it was just mistimed. I agree. He never he gave the out. effort like in the moment that he should have gave the effort. It'll it was almost like aftermath. a relay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a delayed reaction. Like, oh, I, I should have did this then, but now I'm going to do it now. And it's going to be mad awkward. Go. <laughs> like, but once again, right, he was so targeted on securing the girl that he didn't think about what were the ramifications of my behaviors i'm focused right so i'm going to get off at the next bus i'm going to run a couple blocks and i'm going to find her what are you going to say to her when you when you approach her? 
did you think that? No, I'm gonna just run up to her. And then it's like, hey, and she's like, hi. Right? In my head, I really I'm... enjoy this bus route, don't you? <laughs> like, oh, you were also on 71? Yeah. I was at the back. Like, what do you walk home often? Like, that's some creepy shit, bro. Like, <laughs> that's why I was like, I had another chat. What was it? Chapter. Uh, chapter seven, three niggas, right? I had another nigga moment. Like, nigga, <laughs> what is you doing? Yeah, man. It was a, it was a lot. Uh, Jeff, what stood out? Like, what parts or like, what was your favorite part or something that you you stood? I'll just talk more about like, cause a, a lot of this book I really like, but I'll talk more about different, I guess themes, but more so like moments when he um kind of shares some stuff. Uh, one. Definitely this nigga fight story. <laughs> oh, um, he wanted yo, the fact that he was chasing down a fight, that was the best part. Yeah, it was, but you know what? I like I understood that though. Like, I feel like one time in my life, like I needed, I needed one too. Like, you know, oh, and I because I feel like as black people, like we we share those moments. Yeah, you know, they <laughs> called me out of my name. I had and and nobody was there for you. So it's nobody to substantiate this story. It's just you. So I thought that was like, it's like Robert Freeman in the boondocks, man. Robert Freeman right. was always, always in the moment with the moment. <laughs> then obviously the whole conversation around uh, this white guy who, you know, they played basketball with, who's cool, went to the same barbershops, how he uses the N word and like how that whole thing came about. I thought that was, was interesting. It was also cool, like, yeah, like, he don't deserve a pass, but that whole dialogue just about, like, how, like, that word is earned. Like, you just, you can't just you use that just because, oh, we got the same haircut, because, you know, I like Black women, too, so I can use this, so I thought, like, that was was good and also funny. Um, his different moments with women was always I felt like just hilarious just like the cuddling yeah <laughs> bro. bro it was the it was the worst sex I've ever had since the first bro. time I had bro. sex like this <laughs> the sexual, first time I had sexual sex encounters was, yeah I'm like yo this the dude. way he described it like I was hollering I was like bro that's horrifying man <laughs> that dude had me he said crying. a microwave banana bro yeah. was Done. I was Dude. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you know, like putting in latex. What's the point? <laughs> God dang. This guy like... had me dying laughing. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's traumatizing. I'm like, what the hell is this? What happened? His whole story of, you know, being like broke. I do think, I do think sometimes like one you never really consider how broke you are until you're around somebody with money oh or, absolutely or even just being like culture you know in terms of like oh oh yeah i go to good restaurants so you you be with somebody and they talk about going to uh roses luxury or kinship you like oh i've never been what what chains are they apart you like no it's no change it's a one-off like <laughs> and you know so the whole his whole uh chapter on being broke i, I thought that was interesting because I feel like we all are it was so many moments in this book where I wouldn't say like I had the same moment but it's like yo I can definitely like just see that even when his whole thing with this this uh 
we're, we're, we're renting the, 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 I was going to say Blockbuster, but it wasn't Blockbuster. Oh, no, renting the porn. Why would you put him it, in the dumpster? <laughs> but, look, no, but look, what's funny about the whole thing was a part, like how he lied on his best friend. And it was just like, and like, it may have been for something like stupid or just something else. Like I can see myself like lying on one of my best friends. Like, yeah, that must be from X, Y. And like your parents actually calling them and you never really telling them like, yo, I lied on you. <laughs> I, there were so many parts of this book where I could just see <laughs> that happening like as somebody young or just being like a young adult. So I don't know, it was, it was good like themes in a book, but it always kept you kind of just like laughing. Obviously you had some of the chapters like when he's talking about, you know, his, his mom where those were a bit heartfelt. But yeah, I can't, I can't pick just one of my favorite parts of the book. It was so many of it that just kept me just laughing or just uh, intrigued. I like the, how he would weave in current events and current issues. Mm -hmm. Like he would have you laughing and then take you on this trip and then he would drop some jewels. Like um, white supremacy is so gargantuan and mundane that sometimes its existence and its proficiency cannot be measured, addressed, or even seen without a stark change in perspective. It mm -hmm. isn't like gravity, it is gravity. It is mm -hmm. a ceaseless pressure intended to keep blackness ground bound and sick. Yep. Out of nowhere, he drops that on you and you're just like, yo, this is heavy. And then thinking back to the story that was just told to you has even more weight attached to it. And so that was my favorite part of the book of how he, he wove those reality checks into the situation like because you didn't know where it was going after the yeah. first couple of chapters you was like i don't even know where this is going and then you get somewhere and you're like i didn't didn't really expect this but i it was an enjoyable trip and then you turn the page and you have another story that you don't know where it's going like i definitely like the uh the chapter um your turn about how he was speaking about how like one of the things that he shared with his mother, how she would always scare you and then jump out and say, yeah. boo, I got you. It was like, your turn, right? You're yep. next. Yep. And I think that lesson kind of helped him see that um, even with like opportunities, a missed opportunity, there's still like, once your turn is over or someone else has their turn, now it's yours. And so I saw that woven in, in a lot of things, but like, his word choice, um, which caused me to keep my thesaurus pulled up on the screen, um, alliteration, like the brother, the, the brother is a skilled writer, his transparency and vulnerability. Um, mm -hmm. I loved it all. Um, what I will say is there were some chapters that I think like the story could have been just a little shorter. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, I agree. The how to make the Internet hate you in 15 simple steps. That was a very long, long chapter too long and i i got where he was going and it kind of seemed as if it was his way of still apologizing for what i mm -hmm. a thousand percent agree yeah, i was an apology yeah. chapter yeah it and was I'm, still messy though like even yeah. even it, it was long but it was messy and it was like yo dude you, it was like, more than 15 steps yeah you should have known better you should have known better to go through that you knew what was gonna come at you like this is the business that you're in yeah yeah you know what I mean? So like, I, I don't know. He, he, it, it was messy, but I, I, I guess he learned something from it. And that chapter was dedicated to his growth. 
Yeah, and I think it was I think it was needed for him. I think it was right. part of him that was like, yo, I, I need to get this out so I yeah. can feel as if I apologized. And yeah. not knocking the brother, right? But I'm just like, okay, all right, okay. We got it. We, <laughs> we got, got it. it. We, <laughs> we got it. And I'm I, I'm I'm being supportive and I'm gonna read this, but uh don't do this again. Um, but overall, right. Overall, I think the book was a, a great read. It was comical, um, enlightening, right? Enlightening in terms of someone else's perspective on living while black. Um, I think it was, I think it was powerful in terms of we had similar situations or occurrences and experiences growing up. Um, and once again, you know, I think it's hard. Hindsight is twenty twenty, so it's easier to say what we would have done if we were in his situation. But going back to, you know, the lack of affirmation, the lack of application with the tools, the brother did the best with what he had at that moment, even though we knew from the outside he was capable of much more. So I think it was it was a good read. I don't think I, I felt like any of my life was wasted by reading it. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Um, and I, I, I could see myself reading it again in the future. Yeah. And I would say, you know, just a couple other chapters that, you know, we didn't talk much about, but I definitely um, kind of like saw myself, in, especially from a perspective, when he talked about Obama, mm-hmm. I remember when he won, that was one of my biggest things is like, yo, they going to try to kill this man. Like oh, every day. Every, mm-hmm. every And I, for the first four years, I felt that same way too. I'm just like, and did I scared. vote for him because he was black? Yep, sure yep. did. Sure <laughs> and I didn't did. know. I, didn't I wear it like a badge of honor. Thank sure you. Sure did. And if anybody <laughs> asked me, and that was the damn reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I and I can live with it. Yeah. I can live with it. Don't yeah. and, <laughs> and say something else. You're gonna catch these hands. <laughs> let freedom ring and let your head ring. Come on. So you you know that's that was I feel like if you was black, you felt parts of what he was uh that he read in that chapter even if it wasn't a whole thing there was certain like parts where he was like yep i felt the same exact way yeah um i just lost my train of thought it was another one uh where he where he was talking about uh it'll probably come come back to me when we end but the, even though we we didn't cover like every single one it was a lot of good other chapters that i um appreciated as well that probably isn't as popular to to those who who will pick this up but it still was a sense of yeah i kind of like felt that too mm-hmm. yo man the dc shout outs man i just hey i said he was partying man he was he was we was in the streets at the same time <laughs> <laughs> from from ozio's to sequoias to youth street I wanted some more descriptions of like this DC experience. Yeah. I knew <laughs> I knew he wasn't gonna let DC overshadow Pittsburgh. So I nah, was, okay nah, I was nah. okay with that. And pl- plus he used DC to creep with his now wife. Bro. <laughs> they was creeping in DC. So okay, I said I wasn't gonna say like, nothing. Like else, the John let's go, Legend let's song. Go let's go hold hands in DC where don't nobody know us. PDA. You ain't, you yeah. ain't slick. <laughs> you so ain't slick, Damon. So like when he was like, but her boyfriend pl- planned a biking trip. The biking trip would have been canceled for me. And then they go into Erie, Pennsylvania. Hey, I love Pennsylvania, but Erie, Erie? I Erie for black folks, man. I've I'm been sorry. to Erie a few times. I flew in, spoke, 
Lack. We ain't designed. We ain't designed to live like that, man. Bro. We just but, ain't. <laughs> but it's like, yo, you decided to, you, you didn't know. So you, you knew that the other young lady got sick or had to go to jail or something. She got, she went to jail. So that left your girlfriend and the guy that you could see her with if you and her weren't together to drive from Pittsburgh to DC. Chances are they're going to spend the night together somewhere with friends at night. They were too sloppy with the pots, man. Everybody was sloppy in the kitchen, man. Everybody was sloppy with the pots. I read that and I was like, dang, I think I skipped some pages. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) A soup kitchen, bro. It was a soup kitchen. And wasn't nobody trying to do the dishes. It was a lot going on. I read that part. I read that page like four times because I'm like, yo, I was on the iPad at the time. So I was like, dang, touchscreen. Maybe I tapped too many because I'm missing something. And I went back and I was like, no, I'm, I'm reading what this nigga wrote. Like, <laughs> I'm reading it just as he wrote it. Like, no, the bike is canceled. I'm driving. Damon, you in the back. Right? I don't know where you sleeping when we get it. But it was just like, bro, you... You was Ain't gonna too- lie, Damon. He should be lucky and feel blessed and fortunate. That what was the boyfriend's name? Andre? Was it Andre? I think so. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Dude, hey man, he he should be lucky. He should be lucky, man. That Andre was slipping, slipping and messy with the pots. Slipping, slipping hard. Slipping hard. But then it's the like, yo, was Andre doing something on the side as well, and hey. that just didn't make it into the book? Man, he, he was too calm with everything that's happening. Andre say, I got to keep my cool. I don't want all this ice cream in the milk. Right. <laughs> Andre had a business. He said, forget this. I'm trying to be Carvel, baby. You can have her. <laughs> he said, Baskin Mr. Robbins. What? 31 plates. <laughs> Yo, that, that part threw me, though. Like, I was, I was like, okay, Dre, 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 like, you you tripping. But I'm just like, mm. after a while, like, my nigga senses went off, right? Like, my spidey senses, my nigga senses went off. I'm like, he he has to have something on the side to be this, to be this compliant with that maladaptive behavior that yeah. his girlfriend exhibiting. Something has to give. Or, like, maybe he's just not that into her. Was that his way out? Shit, well, I would have sped that damn thing yeah, up. Yeah, like he could he didn't have to carry it out to say it's okay that you cheated but they, on me. They had what well, they had a car together, they had <laughs> hey. a house together, they opened a business together. And I was like, Oh, you don't do that till you married. Nah, man. I I I and even sure still we go to this. DC. You ain't going to DC creeping off. No, not you ain't gonna creep on me in front of my face. And, you got, at least and, gotta do it behind my back. <laughs> and y'all finna have mimosas, and we know how you get at mimosas. Sending nah, those man. you up text at 2 30 p.m. Nah. <laughs> no, hey uh-uh. big head. <laughs> at 2 30 p.m. Like uh-uh. <laughs> no ma'am. Uh-uh. No, seen it happen. So yeah, it was it was overall. So what black power fist, how many would you give the book? Man, you know, it's, it's in the spirit of the month for the culture. But, you know, we celebrate Blackness 365, man. And this is a, a young author around my same age bracket. Shouted out a lot of public places that I know. Reminded me of my old barber from Pittsburgh and described Pittsburgh just the way my old barber <laughs> used to describe Pittsburgh. So I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a five out of five fists, man, just okay. because. Oh. You know, I, I, I appreciate the brother's grind and his hustle, and the book was entertaining and had some pretty dope lessons in it. So I'm going to give it a five out of five. Okay. 
you know, I feel like we should start doing it. You know, like when you you write down your score, it's almost like when you're doing the dunk contest. Oh yeah, the <laughs> dunk contest. <laughs> because I feel like you saying that is almost persuading me a little bit. Like, <laughs> Don't be Dwayne Wade, man. Don't be Dwayne oh, Wade, man. man. Call it a ten if it's a ten, man. Don't give it an eight. Just despite somebody. 9.75 because yeah, it was be the one way. chapter was too long for me. It was too long for me. <laughs> Let me say this. One, I'm a Miami Heat fan. Two, D-Wade had to do what he had to do. Oh. We had to keep it for the culture. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> but, um, no, because at first, I, look, you know I was going to be black. You know I like the half, the half points. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and if and if we really going in the spirit of the source, you know, it's only certain things that's gonna get five mics. So it's just it is it's hard. But I was gonna I was gonna say four and a half. The reason why I was was saying four and a half, you know, I was leaning into five. Like it was a, it was a great book from the sense of it kept you engaged. Um, you but and you still learned something from it. You know, it still was like a lesson in it. He told his own story. You know. The way he wanted to be told, I think when I was reading the introduction, he was like, that's one of the things that he wanted to do. He wanted to make sure that he put his story out there his way. And mm -hmm. I feel like he was effective in doing that. Is this a book that I would say everybody needs to read? No, everybody don't need to read this. But if you wanted to read something that is kind of like lighthearted, that's funny, that's going to keep you engaged, that's going to have like things that you want to talk about more or discuss this definitely is that book so with that being said i think i'm gonna I'm keep <laughs> you be the rain damn way man just rob that man that man been that man been aiming for the fences for for 42 years in a row man and keep falling look, up short if, 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 and look, on if, bourbon if and I'm books gonna, he gonna fall up short once again if i'm if i'm gonna keep it keep it real i'm, I'm gonna throw this out there one as an hbcu graduate First and foremost, he ain't go to one. Oh, <laughs> two, he found a way to, to take his classic two, away. <laughs> two, if the fact that he's from Pittsburgh tells me he's a Steelers fan and I'm a Ravens fan. So he already kind of like on my list of I don't know. But I'm, cold. I'm I'm saying for now. He shouted out Howard and Hint. He shouted out. He shouted out. A little D shout out. He we shouted out DC, like a third of the book, man. He said, uh, he said it wasn't enough to carry that point five. I'm, I'm from Florida. Look, I'm I'm just a transplant. So that, <laughs> that, that little DC shouts out don't do nothing. That don't mean me. nothing, but <laughs> we we in we in the White House. We don't need a shout out in the book. Mm. Oh man. That's fair. That's fair. Oh man. So I would say for me, um, I too was and met a four and a half. And the reason why I met a four and a half is there was just some aspects that I was hoping he incorporated or there were some stories that I kind of wish, like, I wish there was like maybe a transition to the next. There was moments where he referenced previous things. Mm -hmm. and I kind of wish that it was more of a transition. Now I get it, right? It's a memoir of essays and essays typically start and end unrelated to the one that comes afterwards. And so um, this was more just a preference. Um, definitely appreciate it. It was a good read. I agree with you, Jeff, when you said, um, would you recommend it for everyone to read? No, because it's not written for everyone. Right. And a lot of this stuff 
would probably go over a lot of individuals' heads. Yep. Um, but I'm gonna say it's a solid four and a half for me. Um, so that leads us with a sorry, four point six repeating. That's tough, man. But hey, hey yes, don't do halves. That's the problem. No, it's all good. <laughs> what I mean, we 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 keep it we keep it funky with the four point six of the fist, man. Because you know that hey, that's I, like this is his first book. Yeah. So you know, no, him and him and Panama wrote a him book in Panama, together. but like his solo thing, yeah, like yeah, this yeah. was all him, and he was scared to write the book. And so your first book out the gate on bourbon and books, you getting four point <laughs> six, man. Yeah, your first book out the gate, man. That's like a Patrick Mahomes esque type start to your career. <laughs> Think about that, man. What doesn't kill you makes you blacker. Mm-hmm. Damon Young, cold blooded. I like it, man. I like it. A yeah, lot. good book. Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot, man. I, I think we all, I think we all fell victim to thinking that we could be, uh, be like Lorenz Tate and Love Jones, man, knowing the goodness damn well that that hey. just wasn't accurate. He was <laughs> and that was the one I was gonna talk about a little bit more. I was like that his whole perspective on Love Jones. I really haven't heard somebody like talk about it from that standpoint. How we always was praising him. It was like actually. That, this would never happen like this in real nah, life. Nah, I, was, I never thought Love Jones was realistic. <laughs> it was a feel-good movie. You yeah, liked it because yeah. it was like, okay, yeah. all right. Y'all was wearing uh, leather jackets in the heat of July in Chicago. But yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, this man, this man took me out in the book. He was like, during that era, you had people named like Kevin, Jeff, and and Ronald not want to be called thermostat. (laughs) 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 I was like, yep, that was the time where everyone had poetic nicknames. And it was like, thermostat, because I regulate the tip. Like, it was a lot. I could see that. Everybody wearing an apple hat (laughs) and vintage, (laughs) mad vintage gear. (laughs) Looking like you straight out of a damn thrift store. For real. (laughs) Snapping Yo. your fingers, nah. Snap your fingers and and put an iron in them jeans, man. You know them jeans, thirty five years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ain't book sweating no love, Jones. I'll say that out of any book that I've read, I've laughed the most reading this book. Yeah, won't well, he make you laugh enough to give him a five though, Jeff? <laughs> he he did not laugh he he give did him not. a five. He said, "I key key that didn't holler. Yeah, I didn't holler holler." <laughs> What doesn't kill you makes you blacker, and 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 Jeff has cousin Jeff has tough standards. You made him laugh, but you didn't give him a hearty laugh. So you get a four, you get a four point five off of that. Yeah, I'm glad we picked this one. This, this was, was a right. good one. Yeah, this was all right, man. Yeah, see, black man read. Hashtag black man read. Hashtag I'm, black man read. We're gonna put those shirts on the GRG show. Gives you a free shirt. I mean. Get you a shirt with free shipping. <laughs> like, I didn't mean. We giving out free shirts with free shipping. You could get. I was gonna say I'll, I'll support the cause. You know. Yeah, you know. I, I may we may be able, we, we may be able to just slide you one. Oh you, yeah, cousin. You a Jeff, resident yeah. of the Bourbon and Books. Yeah, cousin yeah. Jeff. Come on, man. That's that's your admission. We <laughs> we we even put your name on the back. Yeah, cousin man. Jeff. Hey, <laughs> that's it. That's what I'm talking about. Official, official. Yeah, man. This has been another edition of Bourbon and Books with the Game Recognized Game podcast with RLJ and Kev. Special shout to our guest once again, Cousin Jeff. 
And big shout out to Damon Young, author of What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Blacker, a memoir and essays. Shout out, shout out to the bird, man. Pittsburgh, PA. Thank you, man.